The Listen Local Show is made possible with support from our subscribers. Subscribe today for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash listenlocalradio. Singing is just like talking, but in bold. Today's show is sponsored by The Bold Vocal, whose signature coaching program will give you the tools you need for a lifetime of singing. You'll learn the science of singing, the technique needed to sing with power, range, and flexibility, and what it means to embody the spirit of a singer. Be bold. Get more info at The Bold Vocal.
That was Stretch Reach by Mystic Groove on the Listen Local Radio Show. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Catherine Beeks, and I have in studio with me Bachman. Hello, my friend. Hey, my dear. How my are you? old friend. Long time friend. Like 2001. Yes, 2001. Let's go back to Mission Beach. Coaster Saloon. Thank you, Coaster. And the Friday Band. The Friday Band. Which is where it all started. That was where it all started. So cool. (laughs) So we've been pals uh, all this time, and you have some amazing things happening. Yes. So I'm glad we got to sit down before uh, we skipped town. Yeah. So... First of all, tell me about Stretch Reach. What is that off a collection? Uh, where can people find that song? Uh, that is off of the album Stretch Reach by the same name, recorded at Swen's okay. old, kitchen, old Kitchen Sink Studios. Swenny Poo. Yeah, Swenny Poo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's off that. That was our that was our album from a while ago. We've had a couple since. Yeah, I thought but so. But yeah, that was from It's such that. a great song. Thank you. And quintessentially you, a.k.a. B-Violin. Right. That's how you... The moniker. Pretty yeah. much known. That, that once you... Once you come up with the moniker you got to stick with it because the website's built around it and all that stuff and yes you've been known for like the last 20 years as such absolutely uh playing the electric violin yes ma'am how did you get into that so violin came into fruition when i was um i guess three back in yeah back in iran so as the story goes so in 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 traditional persian music there's like two staples piano and violin okay and all the folk songs that come from those two instruments. So it's like you grow up listening to that. And at the mere age of three, I, you know, I had heard it so much. I, I don't remember this. This is not my memory. This is the stories cobbled together uh-huh. through the lineage. But I just started begging to to get violin lessons. Wow. Um, uh, it gets a little more complex than that in how those violin lessons came about in the middle of a revolution and all that. But right. that's where it started. Then there was a gap when we moved to Vienna. But when we moved to America right away, once we got settled, uh, it was in orchestra, you know, just playing violin orchestra, uh, being classically trained at a conservatory in Philadelphia, which is where we first moved. And what year was that? That was 82. Okay. So 82 we came. I was about six, Wally. six or seven. Yeah. So to jump right back into it. Um, but it was interesting, right? At three, it was like with the Persian music, you come to America, so it's like Mozart and Beethoven. Sure. And, um, but truthfully, I, you know, after 15 years with that instrument, I was done. When I went to college, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like when I went to Villanova University and I was, I was living on campus too. So I was just so excited to be on my own and just be free and, and autonomous and all that. And I literally looked one day, I'm like, well, I've pretty much had it with Mozart and Beethoven recitals. Sure. And as beautiful as they were, I'd been playing it since I was five. Right. So I had hit my limit. And as for everything in life, if you see it, that things always line up as they're kind of meant to be. Mm-hmm. My like first month or two, I don't even know how the word got around, but this guy, Chris Rowland, comes to my dorm room. He goes, hey, I heard you played violin. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. I don't remember what drunken story that came from but sure yeah he goes well i was classically jazz piano trained we should play someday i said well i didn't even bring my violin to campus he goes well the next time you're home maybe you should right now at the time it was an acoustic violin didn't even know the concept of miking a violin it was my classical violin so i brought it one day for giggles i'm like all right and magic happened at 19 years old we went to the dormitory mess hall there was an out-of-tune piano which didn't matter and Chris is like, well, let's just play. I said, play what? Do you have sheet music? I don't see Beethoven. He goes, no. Nah. 
He goes, you're classically trained. I was like, yeah. He goes, you know keys, right? I was like, sure. He goes, all right, let's play uh, Eric Clapton's You Look Wonderful Tonight, which is based in whatever, I think C minor or some kind of C. He goes, and when I turn to you, you if you just want to play a scale over it, play a scale. But it's game over, right? How the art cool. of improvisation wow. and collaboration. And the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad that happened because you are amazing. Tell me about your band, Mystic Groove. The fourth name since you've known us. <laughs> Truthfully. Yeah, no, Mystic Groove is the band. I it's, love that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, what it were won- the other names? January Avalanche, when we first started out <gasps> oh at the Brick gosh. by Brick. I remember that. Quickly changed to the resort and wedding corporate band version, which was Gypsy Nights, and then we became Mystic. Gotcha. And Mystic Groove is the culmination of where we are now. Yeah. So after years, so we toured, we released three full-length albums. We were doing the wedding corporates, um, corporates kind of scene. And then I found this little bit of light, um, which was about... 10 almost 10 years ago now my good friend Ari Marsh in the local community here in North County who's a kirtan artist and that's the art of call and response and which is a eastern and hindu uh, way of coming together to heal through music but of course when the west takes over we put our our sure. spin on it and in the west it's not just the sanskrit language it's speaking in english and just saying we're now going to meditate together for, and I know as woo-woo as this may be, for world peace. I Let's love just it. put that out there, right? So we're going to come up with words that the band will say and the audience reacts. So he invited me to my first Kiritan gig, and it was just to play violin, not sing, right? It's not my band. And I was smitten. Yeah. And then I got started getting invited to more because it's unique to have violin in that mixture. And then I came to the band about almost now, six, seven years ago. I'm like, change in direction. Yeah. I'm done with bars. They had their day. I'm not judging sure, that. I'm just sure. saying for us. Yeah. So we slowly started changing both the way we write, we approach, and and this idea of literally not being just about us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like this idea of interaction with the audience. Right. And now it's in this global umbrella called conscious music, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just Kirtan. And it's it's this global, huge arm. We go up to Bhakti Fest and Shakti Fest every year. And it's like 300,000 people right. and like 30 bands of this idea of we're here to wow. use music to heal together. That's powerful. So that's where the name is to go finally landed. And some of these uh, bandmates have been with you all those years, right? Yeah, like Reverend Stickman. Yeah, who else? So uh, Dan Ochapinti on drums, he's been with us. Yeah. Yeah, long time. Um, Shiva Rahimi is our keyboard player. Yep. She and um, the two newest additions, who are really now, we were a full band before, but then like my bass player, who you remember, Chris Hale moved to Portland, yes. so we had to kind of find ourselves again. Yeah, and now we're full again. The yeah. family's back together with Sita Rose and TJ Moss. Yeah. So Sita Rose on vocals and TJ on bass. And Reverend Stickman, yeah, can can be a better group of people. Yeah, wonderful. And Reverend Stickman's. This, as the story goes, he's been there since note one, yeah. I call it. Okay. Um, and it, we both got into your singer-songwriter circle at the same time, but I hadn't met him yet. Yeah. And I had showed up, now almost 15, 16 years ago, showed up at the uh, open mic at the place called the Turquoise Coffee House. Oh, yeah. Not the Europa place. Right. There was a place no, next to No, I remember Europe. that. Yeah. And those two guys were great. And they ran this super hip thing. Yeah. 
And it was the first time I had finally written these songs on guitar and everyone's like, well, you got to go play them now. I'm like, what does a violin player have business going in? First of all, singing, not my business to do. <laughs> Second of all, play guitar because you're not going to go play violin with songs you've sure. written. Um, so as the story goes, this is the God's honest truth, is I showed up and within about 10 minutes of seeing this open mic scene, I was like, I'm gone. I'm out. So I packed the guitar and I never forget... I put it on, and then quickly my brain processed. If I go out through the front door, the open mic hosts are there, and these were really charming, sweet, wonderful guys. Right. They're going to talk me out of walking. Right, right. I'm going to sneak Now, out. were you intimidated by the level of talent, or what? Just just all of a sudden, this realization of what business do I have singing and playing songs I've written. I'm a violinist. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and, right. and, and truthfully speaking, when you've done, since you were six years old, played violin and in recitals and in yeah. symphonies... There's a, let's all admit it, I'm not Buddha yet. I'm not floating yet, right? There's that ego. <laughs> the stomach's like Buddha, but no, um, there's that sure. ego. It's like, yeah. uh, from that to this, Thursday night exactly. with people having coffee and barely yeah. even listening. You know right. how open mics yeah. it can be. Yeah. So thank everything you believe in, whatever it is you believe in. I walk out the back where there was a cul-de-sac and there's this guitar player practicing and I'm still almost to the car and then he just starts playing this melody, and I just turn around, oh, yeah. and now I'm not even thinking. I just sit down. No names, by the way. I didn't even introduce. I just said, hey, I'm really nervous. The first time I'm playing my songs, would you like to play with me? Oh. And of course, I'm sure you're not surprised. Yeah. He's like, of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's a friendship and a music show. I love show. it. So from the first note of those days to the touring days yeah. to the well-paid corporate gigs yep. and now Mystic Groove, yeah. he's been there. Wonderful. Yeah. I love that story. Bhakti Fest is coming up. Yeah. A couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, yes. Oh, From I thought now. it was September 11th. End of September. Oh, end of September. Yeah, usually at the end of okay. September. Okay, and yeah. that's in Joshua Tree? It's in Joshua Tree. Uh, the It's pieces of the band, because our band is still waiting on this long list of people to play Bhakti, but for the last 10 years, I played myself with a band called Krishna's Kirtan. Okay. So I've been their violinist. I actually got Reverend to sit in on a few gigs here and there. And then this year, TJ Moss yeah. from my band is joining us on bass. Nice. So him and I are going up there to play really Bhakti. Cool. Yeah, this will be my 10th nice. year. I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I bet. It's, it's an amazing I mean, I'll experience. be in Lucerne Valley. So you should come. I should come. Yeah, it's yeah. like 45 minutes away. Oh, it's nothing for you. Yeah, How yeah. much is it to get in and all that? It varies. You know, they, this is their, I should say, 11, I should honor it. It's their 11th year. Um, so you can go directly to artists and get really good discounted yeah. tickets. Is it at the campground? So it used to be. Okay. So it used to be at the campground. Something happened. Okay. And now they are at, oh my goodness, now it's technically in Palm Desert. Okay. Uh, 29 Palms, oh, excuse 29 me. Palms. 29 okay. Palm Desert, excuse yep. me. And it's at this uh, golf course-y type place, and it's going to be their first time there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's Yeah, but fantastic. everyone's raving about the location. Well, that's cool. But even cooler than that... Yes. ...is this uh, original musical that you've written? Written with a professor from UCSD. Yeah. Okay, tell me about Refugee Songs, A Musical Journey. Yeah, so la as part of this journey that, that Mr. Crew's been on... About a year ago at this time, uh, maybe even earlier, I went to the band and said, great, we're doing our thing. We're playing yoga studios. We're doing these kirtans. We're doing conscious music. Totally content. I'm totally happy. However, I literally have this idea because I woke up one morning. I'm like, you know, I've talked about for so long how I do feel like not just it's not just my family, but anybody who's ever immigrated to the U.S. has a story. Yeah, we all have a story. 
But what if you were able to tell my family story just simply using my family story as a vehicle, not to be about self, but to tell this story for all people who've immigrated and what you go through? Yeah. And I literally remember telling a practice. I was it was with Reverend one day. At just, we were just having coffee. I said. So the way I see my life is like chapters, mm-hmm. i.e. scenes mm-hmm. of a play. Yeah. Us coming to, first of all, getting to America. Yep. That's its own thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Identity crisis, adjustment, mm-hmm. depression, then joy and love and realizing. And, and, and I, said, I said, there's a real big point about this band itself. So it's, a, it's like a parody inside a paradox. So like the story of the mystic groove itself, when you look around at this band, band leader is a Persian-American we play a fusion of like Iranian funk, fusion, jazz, and then some singer-songwriter yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. And look who's around me. Reverend Stickman, a blues guitarist by trade, right. who, who I'll put up against anybody to play Middle Eastern guitar. Yeah. An Italian drummer who can play Middle Eastern drums yeah. like no one's business. So the very idea of the band itself is the culmination of this story. Totally. So what if we were able to tell it through music? I said I haven't acted in a long... I'm not looking to act. Let's just put some narration. Long story short, in 2018, we worked our tails off for six months and at our drummer Dan's um, spiritual center called the Vision Spiritual Center in Mission Valley, which is a lot like Seaside Mm -hmm. here. Yep. Beautiful theater, stage, lights. Um, We did it. We put this on, which we didn't know at the time was apparently the pilot for now what we're doing. Gotcha. But I do remember telling the band throughout this experience that as we were working in some late nights, everyone's kind of tired in each other's throats in a very good way. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're yeah. tired. Yeah. I kept telling the band the, la- the band the last three months. I remember I said, I can't tell you what's going to come of this, but I just have a feeling something's going to come of yeah. this. This is not just about this one night. Did the show the next day, a uh, professor from UCSD, uh, um, professor of historical studies and, and Cuban history was there and she emailed me the next day. She goes, we have a week left of this grant from a group called the Critical Refugee Studies Collective, which is part of not UCSD. It's part of the whole University of California. It's a it's a board made up of all these professors from all over University of California. Um, and this year they're opening up this thing called an artist application. Wow. I said, eh. I literally was like, and yeah. what do you want me to, yeah. she goes, what you guys did that night, putting on this story about your family through music, let me just help you make it even broader, not just about the Iranian journey, but all immigrants yeah. and all refugees. And literally one of those things I'm sure you know as an artist, you're like, yeah, let's apply and let's just see what <laughs> amongst professors and researchers. Yeah, yeah. And in January, we got the word, we got the grant. Wow. So now it was like, be careful what you wish for. So the last nine months of my life and her life and this band's life, everyone who's got day jobs yeah. and families and da, 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 we've been working our tails off to now put the... So um, the last show at the Vision Center was for 130 people. Sold out. It was great. This show seats 650. Wow. The beautiful part, thanks to this generous grant, it would be unethical for us to be have a grant and a budget to put on a show of this caliber and still charge tickets at the door. So the beauty, because some people have been asking, well, why is it free? Right. That's why it's free. It's because this is now our gift to everyone. And it doesn't mean that you have... You're a refugee, you should show up at this show. No, you might not be. But do you want to show up and see the experience of this story? Because there's going to be some part of you, whether you've lived this life or not, that will connect with the idea of this story of not being welcome, 
of having to adjust to something new, of finding your circle and your tribe. These are the little layers that yeah. have turned out to be. So the professor, Professor Anita Casabantes, um, she wrote the script. So the difference this time around is we actually have a script. We yeah. have a 23 page script. We have four actors wow. who are interacting with me and the music. Wow. And that's what we're doing. Incredible. Yeah. How big is the cast? So five band members, four actors, okay. nine. Yeah. October 19th. October 19th at UCSD Mandeville. Okay. And um, the tickets are free. You just have to register. We All we ask is that you show you've registered yeah. so that we know, hopefully, if it's going to be sold out, that people who are there have uh, have the registration is through refugeesongs.world okay. is the website. And um, there's also a Facebook invite as well, which just you just click God, on and get Congratulations. Thank you. That is so amazing. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one thing. I think I've teased this with you over the years. A long time ago, in one of your many beautiful ways you bring this singer-songwriter circle and have brought us all together, you had a, uh, your game song. Yeah. Almost nine years ago, probably, was a, uh, the game topic was Come to Find Out. Oh, yeah. So I started writing that song years ago, and it never really kind of found its completion. It was kind of complete because to when it first started out, I kind of wrote that from the perspective of now my wife um it was kind of my calling to her a song describing like come to find i'm telling you there's good stuff here yeah yeah yeah. you just got to give me a chance yeah that's kind of where it came from very cool so i'd be remiss if i didn't mention what it's turned into is like one of the highlight scores of this music shut up because um we needed a certain piece to evoke a certain emotion and it's at the point of the play where Anita in the script was like, I need a song that exudes this. And what did she need? She goes, this feeling of not in a negative way, in a very positive way, accepting that this is your home now. Oh, gotcha. Up to this point right. of the play, the, the character is struggling. Now the character is accepting. Gotcha. So I just changed the chorus to, if you come to find out, this is your home now. It's like one of one of the resident pieces that's of the song. So oh, that's thanks to you. I had game. to tell you. Look at the game. The game go. doing its thing. <laughs> <laughs> so King of Kings, is that in the production? It is. Okay. It absolutely is. We're yeah, gonna yeah. play that next. Excellent. So tell us about this particular recording of it. It's a live uh, recording. Yeah. Live recording mm-hmm. from the day you took those beautiful pictures Yay, of the band yeah. at the Soul of Yoga. And so this is with Sita Rose on vocals and the full, full band doing its thing. And the song is, as everything with me with songwriting, I'm not one of those songwriters that can just like kind of create it out of the blue. So my theme over the last 12 years has been a lot based on the poetry of Rumi. And because I'm a big Rumi fan, um, the translated poems, of course, and just the thoughts and concepts he puts out there. So a lot of my songs, honestly, are like, I really like what he's talking about there. And then that song comes through that way. The cool thing about King of Kings, though, is that it's 50% roomy and it is 50%. The chorus of it is a poem my wife wrote. Oh, beautiful. And when I first met her, I could tell she was a hippie artist type, which was like exactly up my alley. Right. But this poem is what cinched it for me. Mm. When I read the poem and so years later made a song out of it. All right, King of Kings on the Listen Local Radio Show. Yeah. This one's brand new from our CD, and it's called King of Kings. (laughs) 
Love is the king above kings, not afraid of the end, not seeking a golden crown. The dervish has a pearl hidden in his cloth. Why should he go begging door to door? Get on the road where your secrets 
That was King of Kings by Mystic Groove on the Listen Local Radio Show. Catherine Beeks in studio with Bachman Saram. King of Kings, what a great song. Thank you. I love that that was part of your wife's words. Yep. And she's right up here in Encinitas now working with uh, the YMCA, right? The YMCA, right? yeah, yeah, That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see some of her posts about the stuff she's doing with the kids. Yeah. And congratulations right up, right up on that. Own, yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the actual event. Once again, it's October 19th at UCSD. And what is it in a theater? What? Yeah, so it's the Mandeville Theater. It's full-fledged. And it's in, it's an interesting um, kind of, not battle, but there's, there's, a, there's a paradox of, like, you're saying this show is for free. And I think sometimes when people hear a show is for free, they think it's small. And yeah. It's, so uh, I'm here to say this has been 11 months of our lives going into a show that's at a 650-seat theater. So this is nothing small. This is legit. It's free because of the grant from legit the university. <laughs> AF. Yeah, man, that's so legit cool. bleep bleep. Yeah. Yes, yeah, beautiful theater, and and not theater in in that aspect. You may think even though it's six hundred fifty seats, there's no bad seat. There's right. no balcony. Yeah, it's just rows and rows and rows, and they go up, so everybody will be able to see from everywhere. And what a great thing to perform on a stage like that. Oh yeah, and no. in a room like that. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, that's it, like. We just had our technical walkthrough the other day, and uh, it started to hit like, okay, yeah, this yeah. Is, <laughs> it's vastly different. God, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, people can register to attend again at what website? Oh, yeah, refugeesongs.world. Okay. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's so cool. I get goosebumps thinking about that. I noticed that you are working with Miller Time Studios. Mr. Miller, yeah. The that's old crazy. keyboard player from the Friday band. Yeah. Still doing his thing. Jeremy, right? Jeremy Miller. Jeremy Miller. Yeah. That's wonderful. Still, still playing, still tours with bands. He's he's a keyboardist for hire, and now his engineering career is just—it's unbelievable. Good his, for him. His ear. Oh my gosh. His attention to detail. He's always yeah. been amazing. Oh, magic. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. you're recording with him. What? We just recorded the what we're calling the soundtrack for the play. Okay. And this was a late decision, by the way. This was not in the in the plan, <laughs> not in time wise or budget wise. But I realized about a month ago, I'm like. We can't put on a theater. I mean, we'll have our albums there, our other albums. Sure. Perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with that. But I was like, soundtrack. Now, Absolutely. we don't have time to record a Hamilton 12 CD soundtrack. What we went into the studio to do was three songs that are brand new, which were written just for the show. Okay. One of them, I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention this, is so the the song that brings it all together that we call the We Are the World Anthem is written and performed by Reverend Stickman. Okay. And it's a song called um, Who We Are Now. Mm. And what's insane is he started writing this song, and last year in Joshua Tree at a different artist festival we were at, it was like 2 a.m., you know you know this time, it's like 2 a.m., everyone's asleep. <laughs> yeah. He's like, before we go to bed, I just want to play this. And he started playing it, and it was about two weeks before the pilot of this show. Okay. I was like... And I remember saying this. It's actually on tape because I said, let me record it. I might as well record it. Yeah. Um, I said, so it's too late for this show. But I said, when this show gets picked up again, you know this is going to be the anthem. And here we are. That's crazy. Yeah. It's wait till you hear it. Uh, I mean, I know you know him and his songwriting. He's song just writing, magical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the way he plays and how he plays and what he plays. It's just he, when he solos in really this band, unique. it's really interesting. It's totally true, too. When I solo, okay, it's a violin solo, it's fine. Everyone knows. But I'm telling you, after 15 <laughs> years, whenever Reverend solos, the smiles on the uh, people, like in it. the band. These are 
very high caliber musicians yeah. themselves. They're just yeah. and as Shiva, our keyboard player, says, she goes, when he plays, I just my mind goes crazy. Mm. I was like, yep, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> love you, Reverend Stickman. Love you, Rev. So what else is on the agenda for after this? I mean, I know all your attention is on this. Well, but that's what are your it, future right? Plans? So yeah, I think I think that you don't you don't set expectations so high that you're disappointed. But I think as an artist, you can manifest. Yeah, and especially when you know you have, you know, it's the ten thousand hour rule, and different people call it different things. I, you know, the dream. If if I'm putting it out there, the dream is that this gets picked up. Yeah. Right. So whether it's by the next University of California school that says, brilliant, we want this. Right. So here's a grant for that. Right. Or is it a theater in L.A. Right. that says we want to commission this show? Wow. Um, uh, I'm in touch with a few local theaters that might come out. And if they don't come out, one of the beautiful things about the grants. So the idea of a grant, if you ever work with a university, is, well, they're giving you this grant. You have to give them a deliverable. Yes. So now as an art, if you're a researcher, your data is your. Yeah. So we got creative and said, okay, our deliverable, as it said in the proposal, will be a DVD documentary style. Gotcha, yeah. So we have a video crew, three camera set. They're going to get the audio out there. So now the gift is also this for us. It's for us to take this DVD as soon as it's done and say, we're not just saying we have this unique musical storytelling experience and we want it at your theater. Here it is. Here's the DVD. Yeah. Yeah. And hope it gets picked up. And it's not easy. There's... Everybody's probably, and not not probably, everyone is trying to do this. Yeah. But we do feel like we have a unique angle. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. The documentary will be the behind the scenes and then the actual... Exactly. Oh, interviews, wow. how it all Fantastic. came back together, all the emotion. I mean, real. And um, when we finally hired, we interviewed a few, and when I finally hired the crew to do this, I remember telling the, the, the director, the video director, uh, I said, just... Think about a PBS documentary, yeah. one of the musical documentaries, right. one of those where they give you everything. Yeah. So that's the goal. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah. And what a beautiful subject matter and just, yeah. you know, reaching people that might not have a perspective that, that you can show yeah. them. And- or reaching the people. It's, and it's that whole thing is this idea of a shared journey. Mm. Which is right, which is the whole irony that you asked before, kind of about the mystic grooves path too, right? The idea of doing conscious music is what? We're all one, you're not all... What is the idea of this play? To anybody who in any capacity has been through the immigrant story, there are a lot of things that get swept under the rug Mm -hmm. because it's just natural for a family who's been through trauma. Just like everyone makes a group decision, we're not going to talk about that. Why? Because it's too painful. Right. If... Let's just say, manifesting, 600 people show up. I've been telling the band, I'm like, if 50 people walk away saying, you know, there are things they talked about in there that I've never talked about with my family, but now I know we're not the only ones, then Beautiful. then we've done our job. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, can't wait. Refugee Songs, A Musical Journey at the UCSD Mandeville Theater yeah. on October 19th. It's a free show, all ages. You can bring your family. You can bring your family only because of some of the language we mm. just warn parents hey gotcha if you bring it there's some f words because there's some emotion in this right right, right. that's the only reason we say just be wary but right. otherwise absolutely i love it yeah, yeah. pg-13 pg-13 is a good, <laughs> good description <laughs> all right anything else you want to share with the world it's a, wow that's a deep question yeah Catherine. i mean you got deep on me all of a sudden yeah. real deep um this is I, your I, chance i think i think i think a couple things are important one is that um you see it all over Facebook all the time now in social media about people t- 
trying to express their their kind of frustration with being an artist and it can be the bar musician saying they don't pay enough and it can be a I I can now say without standing on it's not about standing on a pedestal because we've done nothing yet and it's it's always nothing but I do feel like with this experience of what's happened with this play is that as cliche as it may seem if you're able to put those frustrations aside and really truly picture what it is you want out of your art mm-hmm. the right people will come around your circle mm-hmm. And in some capacity, maybe it's even going to happen in a way that you didn't think because mm-hmm. you have, as artists, we tend to have this like very narrow view yeah. of both success, such a subjective word, and also, well, what the dream is. Sometimes be on the lookout that you might be getting pulled into a direction and then if you actually go there, you'll be like, oh, this is the dream, yeah. not what I thought it would right. be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good point. I just remembered that you guys are going to be playing here at our Vintage Fair. Vintage Fair, yes, yes. That's the Makers and Music Vintage and Handmade Fair we're having here at the ranch. I'm actually coming back to uh, to chair that event. Nice. So that's happening on November 2nd. And you guys are going to play in the morning, 10.30. Yeah. The event starts at 10 a.m. So yeah. they'll we'll have about 40 booths of artists and craftsmen and, and folks. And it's a Dias de los Mortas themed mm-hmm. event because it is that day. So you and Reverend will be playing. Yeah, we're looking uh, forward to 10 it. 10 a.m. for an hour or so. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some great other artists playing from our Lady we'll Brain Bring the kiddo because it's kid yeah, friendly. We're we've got really looking kid, forward to it. Kid Zone happening. Any other gigs that you have coming up? Besides? November 23rd, we're at Sol- back at Soul of Yoga Okay, full band. Oh, yeah. such a beautiful room Oh, there. such a great Love space. Love it. All right, we have one final song, Desert Drive. Tell me about that song. Our good old friend, Swen. Yeah. It was the last day, like literally the last hours of recording. And you know how kind Swen is. So <laughs> Swen is such a sweetheart. But even for Swen, he's like... I just laugh because I love him yeah, so cause, But you can just picture Swen being like, like really, we're out of hours? Right. Like, and I spent a lot of extra time. Yeah. And, and I did. At the time we recorded this album with him, Swen thought it was going to be this thing. At one point, like one of the tracks in Stretch Reach has like 16 instruments yeah. in it. But being Swen, he makes it work. Yeah. He finds a way. He makes it sound amazing. I was like, Swen, all I ask is one thing. I've had this melody in my head on guitar. Reverend's never heard it. I'm not even asking for the full band. Band, leave. Everyone leave. I said, Swen, just put two guitars in the room. And I just want you to hit record. If it works, it works. I'm not going to ask for editing. I'm not going to ask for a thing. Wow. And even Reverend, who's never, quote unquote, afraid of anything, he's like, really? I was like, no, something's telling me. Like the old days in the coffee, I'm just going to play and you play. what. So literally what you're about to hear is one take, no editing, no going back to take two. And it's the Reverend doing. doing That's incredible. Yeah. So you can listen to it on your way to Joshua Tree. Of course. Well, I've already listened to (laughs) it, and I'm blown away now, knowing that that's the backstory. Because what a beautiful track it is. Yeah, yeah. That's the story. It's instrumental, so you can just really feel the the love there. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. We're going to go out with that. Where can folks find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, it's mysticgroovecollective.com. Okay. That's where we're at. All our shows are there. You can get tickets to this October 19th show there and uh, anything else that's upcoming. Okay. Thank you, Bachman. Thank you for everything, I love Catherine. You. Love you.
Listen Local Show is made possible with support from our subscribers. Subscribe today for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash listenlocalradio. Singing is just like talking, but in bold. Today's show is sponsored by The Bold Vocal, whose signature coaching program will give you the tools you need for a lifetime of singing. You'll learn the science of singing, the technique needed to sing with power, range, and flexibility, and what it means to embody the spirit of a singer. Be bold. Get more info at The Bold Vocal. Bold Vocal.